Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, um, co-pastor with Pastor Derek of Oxford Bible Church. Today I wanted to share something with you that is so deep in me. Um, God has been dealing with me and it's seeking our happiness in the Lord. There's a scripture that is so precious to me because it really changed the course of my life. And um, here we are in Psalm 37 and it's verse 4 and 5. The, new, uh, the Good News translation is, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Give yourself to the Lord, trust him, and he will help you. A dear friend of mine sent um, a beautiful card with that verse on it. And at that time, um, this is a long, 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 long time ago, long before um, Derek and I got married, and I was so desperate to be married. Um, I seem to remember that when we used to take our holidays to France, we would wear some um, stuff that we would put on us that would repel the insects. Well, in fact, my desperation, I think, would repel any nice young man whatsoever. So I was very, very, very desperate. Until I read this scripture, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. I read that, that... Yes, God will give me my heart's desire, but also that he will put his desire into my heart. Well, actually, I let you into a secret. Uh, it was not so much of a secret, really, these days, um, because for three and a half years, I thought um, Derek was absolutely amazing, this gorgeous young man who had joined our, our prayer meeting. And he was just so concentrated on the word of God, on mathematics, um, and I thought he didn't even know I was a girl that I was around. And I, you know, because I was brought up, you never let a guy know what you're feeling. You must never, never let him know. He has to obviously make the, the first step towards you. So I was really trying so hard not to let Derek know. Uh, and I had two and a half years of sort of weeping because obviously he was totally disinterested in moi. But when I saw this, seek your happiness in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. It was like the whole burden of it just fell away. And I just wanted Jesus for Jesus because when you have God, you have everything. And it was like a revelation, I have God. I don't need anyone. I just need God. And so he began to change my heart and he brought me to the place which I call actually a miracle, to the place where I was happy to be married and I was happy not to be married. And so when God brought that peace in my heart, he was actually able to bring Derek and me together. Um, and in our particular case, that was within three months. But please, please don't think that you can... Um, ladies, uh, pick out a man and think, yes, well, if I seek uh, my happiness in God, I'm bound to get him. Not necessarily so. I do believe that it was actually um, the moving of, of the Lord in our case, uh, because we'd been praying together for years in a, 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 in a group. And in that prayer time, we really did just seek the Lord. And so I believe that during the weeks to come, the Holy Spirit is going to gently lead all of us into a closer, 
um, more wonderful, more personal, more intimate love relationship with the God of the universe who loves you and me more than we love ourselves. So often I cry out to the Lord and I said, Lord, you know, my heart's desire actually is to forget myself. I would love it if I could just concentrate on you and be totally unaware of me and my needs and my flesh. And so seek your happiness in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You see, the love that God has for each and every one of us is totally unconditional. Human love is, is pretty much conditional. I don't know if you know this expression, um, uh, I'll scratch your back if you'll scratch my back, kind of. You know, you have to give me feedback, and if you love me as much as I love you, that's fine. If you don't, well, that's not fine. And we are of infinite value and worth to him. You are. You are of infinite value to God. You are not a mistake. God planned your birth. He loved you from the moment you were a tiny cell in your mummy's womb. He had a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. And if you will seek your happiness in him, he will bring it to pass. I know he will. He is faithful and God, God can't lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And when, let's just think about it, that the love that he has for you, for me, that gives us our worth, not what other people think of us, not what other people say about us, not about gossips, but about our worth is what God thinks about us. And he absolutely adores you. He does. You hold such value in his sight that he sent his son, his only begotten, beautiful, wonderful, lovely son, his precious, priceless son. He came to earth to die for your sins and my sins because we could be never never good enough to go to heaven and he took the punishment that was due to me that was due to you in his body on the cross so that we might be united to God and know this amazing love relationship with Almighty God and our wonderful Heavenly Father desires a very close relationship with each one of us but some but there was a time when I was busy, busy, busy. I was busy doing the Lord's work, but I'd forgotten him. It's rather like a wife who's so busy looking after the children, the washing, the shopping, the cooking, the cleaning, going out to work as well. She hasn't got time for her husband. And it was like that. And the Lord has called me back to have those precious times. I find that really first thing in the morning, I know I used to say, well, you know, you can have your, your special time with the Lord at any time during the day. And indeed we can. But I firmly believe that if he's first place in our hearts, we will get up in time to put him first place in the morning. And the Lord, has, this is just personally, the Lord has led me to take Holy Communion each morning, the first thing before my cup of tea. Um, I know that doesn't sound much to many of you, but he is first in my life. And I find that when I do that, I receive his power his strength, his ability. And times during the day, I can just focus on him, just, just even for a moment and say, oh Jesus, I love you. You are the love of my life. I can't live without you. I don't want to live without you. You are everything to me. And that means a lot to the Lord when we will do that. He loves us so very much. 
And just to remind you, God has no unwanted children. As I said, you were wanted from the moment that you were conceived. And I believe even before that, he ordained for you to be born and to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life, which will give you such satisfaction. But first, seek your happiness in him. Don't seek your ministry first. Don't seek marriage first. Don't seek the job first. Don't seek the money first, but seek him first. As I said, let us give him the first part of our day. I love this psalm, Psalm 27. And um, my heart has heard you say, Lord, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Or the New King James Version says, the Lord said, when you said, sorry, the psalmist said, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, your presence, Lord, I will seek. Now that word seek doesn't mean to sort of an idle sort of seeking through papers. And, oh, well, I can't find it. Give it up. It is a purposeful, purposeful seeking, um, earnestly, earnestly seeking until the object has been found. And so God wants us to seek him with all our heart. God says, seek my face. He doesn't say seek my hand, seek my face. Can you imagine what it's like for God? We've got all these requests coming in, millions and billions of people. God do this for me, God do that for me, do this, do that, do the other. He's not our messenger boy. He is almighty God and we owe absolutely everything to him. And so we want to earnestly seek, seek his presence, seek his face. And I would like to share with you an excerpt from a lovely Czech um, student um, who was in a Bible school out there. And he wrote, none of us is perfect or ever will be in this life. But even though you may be struggling with some things in your flesh, and don't we all, we have this flesh nature, or in your soulish realm, do not cut your spirit off from worshipping God. Worshipping God is the most wonderful thing in all our lives. Do not deprive, that's it, um, his tutor, when she prayed about it, the Holy Spirit added this, do not deprive God of the very thing that Jesus suffered and died to give him, your love and your intimate friendship. And since our worship is so important to God, shouldn't that therefore be extremely important to us? You know, sometimes people wander in late to worship and it makes me wonder how important is God because the worship part of a church service is giving to him. The rest is receiving from him. Why should we worship God? Because Jesus said, uh, to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, whom nobody else would have spoken to except Jesus. No man, no decent man would, because she'd had all these men. But he loved her. He loved her so much. And he told her that the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. Um, Jesus said, a time is coming and is already here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. Jesus went on to say, God is spirit, the source of life, yet invisible to mankind, and those who worship him 
must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said, I know that the Messiah here will tell us all things. Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. I am the Messiah. So also we worship God because he is love. He is faithful. He's demonstrated to us the very depth of his love for us in redeeming us. God's love for us is prodigal. We know the story of the prodigal son, but actually prodigal actually means um, over the top. And there's an African expression that says, plenty too much. And we know that story. And it said that the son was prodigal. Yes, he was. He was plenty too much in sinning. But the father's love, who was seeking for him, searching for him, every single day looking for his son and when he was afar off he saw him and he ran to him and he fell upon his shoulder and he wept and he hugged his son my son who was lost has come back to me that is a tiny expression of God's love for us and we see from the Bible text that God longs to have fellowship with you God is longing to have fellowship with you King David cried out to God and the Lord said to him seek my face when you said seek my face I'm reading it again my heart said to you Lord I seek your face seek your happiness in me also when we worship God we're seeking our fulfillment our happiness in him pastor Derek has been teaching about idols in our life you know, I thought but idols not English we don't have idols you know haven't got these statues but the Lord showed me yes there are idols anything that is more important than the Lord Jesus Christ is an idol and in my quiet time the Lord began to show me that this was an idol and then that was an idol things that are good in themselves because I put them first before him before my day started but I cannot live without him he is more to me than breath itself. He is my life. He is your life. God is so amazing how much he loves us. And because God longs for our fellowship, does it mean he's lonely? Never, never, never. How could almighty God, creator of the heavens and the earth and the whole universe, who has wonderful, beautiful fellowship, the Son and the Father and the Holy Spirit, in perfect fellowship, no, he doesn't need us, but God has very strong desires, and his very strong desire is for you. We say God is love, but actually love is God. Isn't it amazing that God loved you, he loves me so, so much that he just had to pour out the abundance of his love upon us. But he couldn't do that until Jesus had taken your sin and my sin and taken the punishment that we so justly deserved so that we could be brought back to God. We were broken from him. But Jesus' broken body was so that our, we could be brought back from broken fellowship into God. God has no needs, but he has very strong desires. And his desire is for you. You know, all my school life, um, from the age of six and a half, when I first went to um, the second school that I went to, and I remember arriving, and the words that I heard, and I've remembered 
those words for years and years and years and years. Ugh, a new girl. And I seem to remember that that really was the start of my life at that school for many years, of being considered as rubbish. Not necessarily rubbish, but kind of, you know, not, not worth much, quite frankly, and wouldn't do very well. So when I passed my exams, I amazed them. They seemed to think I was incapable. But God, but God loved me and he loves you. And please, please, please don't let other people's opinions of you affect you. You are wonderful. You are perfect. You are amazing. God has an amazing plan for your life. And as you seek your happiness in him, he will unfold it moment by moment by moment. God isn't going to show you his whole plan. He does it step by step by step. For instance, um, uh, we used to have a stage, where we meet, uh, we used to have a stage and the speaker would have to go up two or three steps. Well, they didn't leap from the bottom step to the top. It was one step at a time. And God is taking you one step at a time. And this step is that you seek your happiness in him. It's so amazing that our wonderful creator, almighty, all-powerful God, ruler of the universe, has focused his love on you and me. And he's focusing all his creative energies for all eternity on blessing his children. There's a wonderful song which is, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You are a child of God and there's nothing to be afraid of because he loves you and he's protecting you and he's guiding you moment by moment. And there's nothing that you could have done in your past that could stand between you and him as long as you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You receive the gift of forgiveness through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we take communion, which is very special when it's just between you and the Lord, and you say, Lord, thank you for all that you did for me. You paid the price for me. You are my Lord, you are my God. You are the love of my life. And I remember there was a song um, in Sleeping Beauty, which was out of my dreams and into your arms, I long to fly. And I like to sing that to the Lord. Out of my dreams and into your arms, Lord, I love to fly. And I love to fly into your arms first thing in the morning. And I know I'm safe and that he's taking care of my life. And when we give him first place, he goes ahead and he keeps us safe. He keeps us from falling. He does miraculous things for us every single day, but we take them for granted. I recently had a fall and it was completely my fault uh, because I knew that I shouldn't rush and I did and I ran and I caught my foot in the pavement um, and I crashed down and I injured my arm but two months later again not listening to the Lord I uh, wore the wrong slippers and I caught them um, in steps at home and I fell on my left side and my left hip just literally snapped in two. I had amazing treatment at the NHS for which I was very grateful but God was there the whole time he went ahead and what I've learned out of this that I remember the first day back at home I could breathe 
I can see, I can sit up, I can speak. Yes, I needed Pastor Derek to help me. And each time, each little step has been exciting. I can do this, I can do more and more and more. And I'm completely, completely well now. But you know, we should be grateful when we wake up and say, oh, Father God, thank you, you've given me another day of life. You've given me your health. Healing is a gift of God. Jesus paid the price. He's saying, I offer you healing. Will you receive it? We receive it by faith and say, yes, Lord. I believe that I was healed by the stripes of Jesus and receive it into my, our bodies. And as we take Holy Communion, so we remember that he ratified the covenant in his blood, his precious, precious blood. So surely that should make us want to worship him. It's simply breathtaking. We have the ability to bless creator God, the most powerful, almighty God. I mean, he could go and we could be extinct, but he loves us. He loves us so very much. How amazing that our love and our worship and our seeking his face can actually minister to God and give him great pleasure. The one who is almighty, all wonderful, all powerful, but God's given us free will. And now we can choose. Do we choose to worship him or do we choose not to? And you know, we have an enemy and he is devoted to our destruction and to stopping us worshiping God. And so sometimes you will feel like there's a brick wall and then Pastor Derek, he gets up early and he comes to worship the Lord. Uh, and I was lagging behind in this. And I said, you know, do you find it easy? He said, no, actually, my flesh doesn't want to do it, but I make it. And he said, I praise him and I praise him and I praise him and I praise him. And then I get the breakthrough. So be encouraged. Nothing's wrong with you. You have an enemy who's trying to stop you from worshipping Almighty God. It's an amazing privilege. We don't, um, we don't have to worship him, but we get to worship him. That is simply amazing. You know, we can break God's heart. Let's read Hosea, chapter 11, verse 3 and 8. God is saying, it was I who taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand, but he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? Oh, how can I give you up? How can I let you go? God is saying this to you. How can I let you go? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. God has given the power to us to love him or not to love him. He's made himself vulnerable to us. We can actually break his heart. I'm not going to destroy him, but it could break his heart. Our loving worship blesses God immensely, immeasurably. Our loving worship brings him tremendous pleasure. He doesn't sit in heaven, oh gosh, it's her again. No, he's not bored, he's not indifferent, he's not unmoved. He delights in your worship. He revels in your worship. It brings him joy. It brings him blessing. It thrills him and he pours out his blessings upon you. If you knew that God really, really, really wanted to do, would that make a difference to you? Would you rush to worship him and love him and seek your happiness in him? But God Almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God, creator, 
is available to you and to me every minute of every day. That is simply amazing. You know a supremo boss of a big organization, not one of his employees could say, well, boss, I, th I fancy talking to you. No, my goodness me, you have to jump through so many hoops, but not with God. God doesn't make it difficult. He loves you. And I want us to pray together. And as I pray this prayer, I do hope that it's in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm not here to ask you for anything. I just want to tell you how much I love you. I want to spend time with you today. Lord, you are the love of my life. Lord, you are my portion. You are my exceedingly great reward. I appreciate you more than I could ever find words to tell you. I'm deeply grateful to you for loving me, for sending Jesus to die for me. You are everything I have ever desired, Father. You are everything I've ever dreamed of. I come to you today to lay down all my love, all my life at your feet. I bless you, my precious Heavenly Father. I worship you with all my heart. I seek my happiness in you. Amen. Just remember at the beginning of the day, pray that prayer. Look at him and say, oh God, I love you so much. You are the desire of my heart. You are the fulfillment of everything I've ever dreamed of. I love you so much, Father. I don't want to ask you for anything. I know I can and you do want me to. But right now, I want to sit at your feet and look at you and love you. And I want to forget all about myself and just think on you. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, I love you, I adore you, I worship you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. My series on the book of Revelation, which goes right from the beginning all the way through to the end, verse by verse, is, was actually 29 messages in all of half an hour. And we've had at requests that uh, people can have the whole series together. So we've put these series on seven DVDs, and you'll get all 29 episodes on seven DVDs. And it will be £70 and you will have all of those teachings together on that DVD series which you can use to, to show in, in home groups and in different contexts. So let me encourage you to get the whole series. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.